Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, welcome to Bet the Edge. I'm Jay Croucher, joined as always by the whale capper Drew Dinsick. Today we're going to talk uh, everything Josh Allen uh, and his troublesome right elbow, the repercussions into the futures market, how to take advantage of this, frankly, uh, from a betting perspective, and then also uh, how this impacts Vikings' bills with that line falling out of the sky. Also going to talk our favorite game of the week, Colts Raiders, which in a way I think is the most interesting line of the year, and we'll get into why. And then we'll talk about, certainly relative to preseason, one of the most surprising lines, which is the Packers as heavy dogs at home to the Dallas Cowboys. Perhaps not surprising given what we've seen from the Packers lately. But Drew, let's start off with Josh Allen. Looks like he has a strained, sprained UCL. It's not torn, so it doesn't look like he's going to be out for the season or anything, but Certainly the market thinks that he is either not going to play or going to be severely limited in what should be difficult conditions. The line has gone down from seven and a half, like 28 hours ago, to, or really more like uh, two days ago, to, uh, to now some places at four. What do you? Uh, let's just talk AFC East first, because I think mm-hmm. that's the, the most interesting futures market to attack. What are you doing with that market? Uh, so my read... On the game, first of all, I'm re on the game this week. With Allen, I give the Bills a 78% chance to win this game. With Keenum, I make them 53. Now, the market is right now saying 68, 67, 68. So that implies that there's still 50 50 he goes this week. Um, I would guess that reality is closer to 80% he sits. So there's a little bit of value in sort of kind of speculating, I think, that Allen is going to miss games and miss this game at a minimum and maybe potentially look at uh, a little bit longer games. If you look at sort of the historical record for players with a, uh, an elbow sprain like this, uh, typical you know rest recovery time, you're looking at 20 to 30 days. Um, that would be the Bills next three weeks. I think operating under that assumption that the Bills can, number one, afford to sit him for three weeks, let him get right, and seeing where that, you know, what happens with the schedule over those next three weeks is, is pretty informative. They play the Vikings out of conference at home this week. They got the Browns next week against, of course, uh, Jacoby Brissett, and then um, they have another out-of-conference road game uh, against the Lions on Thanksgiving where even with Case Keenum they're going to be meaningful favorites so they'll be they're still going to be favorites in two of these three games 
expectation would be uh, two and one, maybe one and two, if you have Keenum in, you know, in, in relief for those spots. And then you bring back Josh Allen December 1st against the Patriots, and you try to make sure that he is 100% healthy for your stretch run. That Intuitively, that makes sense if I'm the Bills and I am not thinking as much about regular season accolades and I'm thinking much more about making sure my team is primed for a playoff run. Um, and, you know, I think that doesn't exactly open the door up for an AFC East, someone to steal this um, because I think you're, you're realistically, you're talking about setting up a, a coin flip within this division. Once Allen comes back and he's got two games against the Patriots and then a remaining game against the Jets and the Dolphins. So there's four games left still in the AFC East for the bills. And I would expect Josh Allen is the quarterback for all four. Now, no. does that make sense to try to capture a little bit of equity with one of these long shots now as the gap closes and this market you know, you know, the win probabilities change and, uh, you know, the equity shifts in favor of one of the long shots. Absolutely. Who is that team? I don't know. <laughs> is it the Dolphins or is it the Jets or is it the Patriots? Yeah, I think it's the Dolphins. Uh, plus 450 of points bet at the moment. I think plus 450 is a fair price if Josh Allen was just Josh Allen and was just going to go out. And I think that with the upside that you get and also just with the tiebreak situation, there is the key. Yes, Miami are one game back, but there's a pretty decent chance that if Allen misses time, that by the time that they play the Bills, uh, that that Miami and the Bills have the same record or the same amount of losses. And then if Miami wins that game, then they're 2-0 over the Bills. They secure the tiebreak and then very likely have at least a one-game lead plus the tiebreak, so a one-and-a-half game lead. Uh, and I just I kind of believe in this Miami team. I know you do too. Great, one of the five best teams in the league. As well, I think it prices like plus 1600 for the Jets and plus 1800 for the Patriots. I don't feel great about either of those, but I just think I think those are bets as well because the market right now, with the Bills being minus 400, that's just a completely poisoned price. And that's not baking in uncertainty. And the other thing, too, is that, like, yeah, if Allen misses one or two weeks, it's not like it's a guarantee that he comes back as Josh Allen. Uh, yeah. He might be limited. He might go from being more like a top three quarterback in the league to a top 12 quarterback in the league, which is a material difference as well. So I think those are all interesting. Let's quickly talk MVP because I think Allen's just completely done for this yeah. award. I think the boat has sailed now. I think it was already. He was trending very much in the wrong direction just with health. Uh, Josh Allen at full health, I still would make Patrick Mahomes a plus 175 favorite in the market with the Allen situation right now. I think that's more like now Mahomes plus 135 range, honestly, because it gives him such a cleaner path at the one seed. Like, it sounds ridiculous, but given the injury concern, I'm not sure Josh Allen is more likely to win MVP than Lamar Jackson right now. I think it's more he's more in that tier. Uh, do you agree with that? And do you think that Mahomes, whose price is still around plus 200 in the market, do you think that's a bet? I do. <clears throat> I do. I'm effectively ready to grade all my Allen MVP zells and move on here. Um, I think Mahomes is the right choice. Um, again, kind of most likely scenario here in my mind. Allen misses three games. That doesn't completely take him out of the running, but his statistics are going to take such a hit at that point. And you're right. There is a realistic chance that not unlike uh, Herbert trying to play through broken ribs, Allen trying to play through, uh, you know, a sprained UCL, he might not be the same guy, surely. Um, and so, yes, expecting Allen to regress a bit, uh, even when he comes back, is a very realistic expectation. Um, but even if he is the same guy, 
And even if he has, you know, carries on his performance, but is missing three games, going up against the 17 slate of compiled stats from Mahomes is going to be extremely tough to look at resumes side by side and still give the award to Josh Allen. Um, if he gets the one seed, you know, if, if Keenum comes in as relief and wins all three games, and then Josh Allen, you know, takes this team across the finish line and gets the one seed, there will be some people who still try to make the case for Allen because he beat Mahomes head to head. He beat the Titans head to head. He beat the Ravens head to head. And that is right now looking like your three AFC divisional winners. So there is, there, there is some kind of, glimmer of hope if you're holding out uh you know on your josh allen you know bullishness from the preseason um but uh if you have not already i would strongly suggest filling your portfolio with mahomes mvp to complement anything that you have for josh allen uh hurts is still an outsider's chance in my mind because his profile statistically is not going to look great compared to the other quarterbacks who who kind of are getting consideration even tua is going to have a, a better case statistically than Hertz. Lamar Jackson certainly may have a better case statistically than Hertz. So I think he is, you know, is is going to have to have a seventeen and zero type of season to realistically warrant consideration. Um, and uh, you know, I, and again, as we've kind of talked about, it's not how you start; it's how you finish. He's got a you know a, a very high profile game on the road at Dallas Christmas Eve. A loss there basically puts a nail in the coffin of any kind of glimmer of Hertz MVP in my mind. So um, if you're shopping long shots and you want a little bit of Tua, I'm not going to stop you. If you want a little bit of Michael Parsons, I'm not going to stop you. Um, but realistically, I think this is this is Mahomes to lose now. And uh, you know, market we're going to wake up if he if he does what the market expects and he hangs uh, you know a thirty burger on the Jaguars and it runs away from this team and you know kind of everybody forgets about Josh Allen because he doesn't play. Uh, you know, you're going to wake up on uh, Monday morning next week and and you know Mahomes realistically could be minus one twenty five. Yep. No, I 100% agree with that. Take Patrick Mahomes now, parlay him into Sauce Gardner, um, get that up to you know plus 500 type of range. Uh, I think that is definitely the play. Let's quickly talk about the total in this game as well, which opened at 48 and a half, which I think was probably a little bit too big anyway, just because of the weather, which you've mentioned, Drew. And now it's down to 45 flat. In the past 24 hours, it hasn't moved as aggressively as the line. Uh, but what do you make of this total? Is this sufficient enough of an adjustment? It's definitely not. <laughs> I think that this is still one of the better total bets of the week to the under, even though it has already moved. Uh, this should be on the other side of 44 in my opinion. And again, I'm making it an 80% chance that we do not see Josh Allen take the field. Uh, and even if he does take the field, there is resiliency to this under because the likelihood that the bills roll out a relatively conservative game plan for him is high. And there is a weather as a factor with the dome team that is visiting. So this is, you know, kind of a perfect storm of potential unders here. Uh, I know that the wind on the current screens is 12 the weather, 40, Decent chance there's snow flurries. Decent chance that there's gusts in the 20s. Uh, this could be a little bit of a gross game. Uh, and I think Bills in general getting a little bit healthier on the defensive side of the ball, um, you know, is, is the expectation here. Yet, uh, you know, some of their secondary pieces either coming back from absence or, uh, you know, continuing to get uh, into game shape. Uh, and I think uh, that definitely helps them, uh, you know, shut down sort of the, you know, the, the key offensive weapon for Minnesota to some degree um it's not you know it, it's not uh gonna feel great to be against uh you know an under with the buffalo bills on the field and you know Diggs and justin jefferson uh, you know as wideouts like this these are two high 
you know, high ceiling offenses. But uh, I do think that uh, this goes across 44 if we uh, get the weather that we are expecting and if uh, Case Keenum takes field. Yep, I agree with you there. I think the line probably closes if it's Case Keenum minus one and a half bills, that type of range. That probably drives with your 53% win probability, that type of range. It'll be it'll be bills and it'll be bills by less than a field goal in any yeah. case, whether it's one, one and a half, two. It's, it kind of doesn't matter too much. All right, before we jump into our favorite game of the week, maybe our favorite game of the entire NFL season, <laughs> a reminder to download the Roto World app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in the App Store today. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. This football season, PointsBet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out your live second half over bet. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today and sign up with the code BETTHEEDGE to get a second chance on your first five bets up to $100 each. New customers only, must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia, Kansas, or Louisiana. Void where prohibited, Louisiana license pending in partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, first five bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website for more details. Gambling problem? In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, 
Call 1-888-532-3500. And in Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. 1-877-770-7867. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Okay, favorite game of the NFL season, blockbuster Colts <laughs> Raiders. <laughs> Jeff Saturday at Josh Daniels. Uh, look, the line opened five. It did tick up to six, though, before Frank Reich was let go. Now, I'm sure that there might have been some market makers who knew that that was going to happen and that informed that move, but... The line is still six, Raiders at home. I don't understand this at all. I thought it was going to be over a touchdown, even if we didn't have basically you coaching (laughs) on Sunday. (laughs) So I don't understand this. It's a very difficult thing, not just for us, but for more importantly, the betting market to Mm -hmm. quantify going from a real coach and a real coaching staff uh, to a guy who is kind of figuring out uh, on a notepad app, who he's going to make his offensive coordinator for a game. No one has ever called plays on this team, uh, the Colts. I would have thought that all of this is worth a field goal. Um, At a minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sam Ellinger is still the quarterback as well. And I don't understand as well, and maybe you can help me out here, but the market has loved the Raiders all season long. Relative, I think, to public perception. They were two and a half point favorites in Tennessee. They were one and a half point favorites in Jacksonville. Those were just strange lines. And now the market has seemingly turned on the Raiders. I'm not sure if market makers are kind of playing possum with this line until limits get bigger. That's the only thing that can explain why it's only six. I think this line should be arguably double digits. Uh, what's your thought here? I uh, could have given the almost identical a diatribe there. I don't understand this. Um, there is a non-zero adjustment down to the Colts offense by taking Frank Reich out, who has experience calling plays and developing scheme and putting in, like you said, a guy with as much experience as you and I of calling NFL plays like there's going to be a learning curve there. And I, you know, again, what do you make that number? What's, how do you quantify it? It's almost impossible because we've never seen this before. They're bringing in Jeff Saturday, by the way, he's not a guy that was in the room doing game plans for the last five weeks at some other role and responsibility. And now has been shifted. He was not part of the coaching staff. So this is a complete new venture for him as far as his, uh, his job. And yeah, as you mentioned, Middle of the week, they finally figure out who they're going to have calling plays. Like, this is absolutely um, unprecedented. And again, if this was a Matt Ryan-led offense, and you were like, well, the guy's been in the league for so many years, he could probably call the plays himself, then I would listen to you. But this is not. They have already committed to Sam Ellinger in this op, in this spot, and so you have a rookie on the road against a team that is desperate for a win, uh, and you know, and an offensive play caller that you know just is going to be as green as anyone ever. Um, now, the only case that I can make as to why someone may be betting the Colts is because someone is clearly there is someone out there firing Colts and pushing this in the direction of Indianapolis. This is the second straight week that's happened. 
Somebody bet the bet to the gills on the Colts last week against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. They bet Sam Ellinger on the road uh, against Belichick. Did not work out for them. They're going back to the well here and have, you know, market makers have completely abandoned Las Vegas, like you mentioned. Um, And the only reason I can think of why is you're expecting some sort of, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, resurgence from the, some, some playing with pride from these players, you know, now that the coach has been fired and potentially Jonathan Taylor is back and they're expecting that the new offensive coordinator is just going to press the, the JT button all game. Maybe that works, uh, but the offensive line certainly hasn't been doing their job to the tune that that has been a competitive strategy for the Colts so far this year. Uh, and Las Vegas still has a, a couple of standout defensive players, particularly on that D-line. So um, this is a very, very confusing market. Um, I hate when this happens because now we're like sitting here like, why is this happening? And now one of two things plays out. Either the Raiders were amazing and I'm like, Thanks for nothing. Market told me to stop betting that game, and I did. And I should have just, you know, put, you know, just kept hitting the the reload button. Uh, or, you know, there was a reason that the Colts, you know, should have been supported, and we never figured out why. So this has now turned into um, a very, very difficult handicap. I still think the Raiders are value. I think again, the adjustment should be more than three points. This should close over seven if if everybody is doing their, you know, is doing the correct uh, adjustments. And uh, I think. Colts getting to 10 points would be a huge victory for the franchise. Yeah, I think the one concern if you're betting the Raiders is that Jeff Saturday isn't going to manifest himself for the reasons that you said, that maybe they're just playing, you know, basically the Mike Rabel Tennessee offense against Kansas City in the second half where there's just, you're not putting Ellinger in any positions. You're just running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. It's all Jonathan Taylor. Ellinger throws the ball 12 times. And then also the defense, which is is not that bad. It's not an awful defense. It's 11th in DVOA. It hasn't been amazing, but it's been functional enough and there's mm-hmm. a bit more continuity on that side. So maybe they just gut it out. But still, I mean, six points is not that much That's a, against the Raiders team that, that certainly has talent and was believed in by the market up until this point. Looks like we have a couple of comments from viewers. Speaking of of the clown aspect, um, if I was an NFL coach, I would be cheering so hard for the Raiders to blow out the Colts because if Jeff Saturday comes in there and makes this competitive, then what does it say about how difficult it is to coach in the NFL relative to your own job? If you're, yeah, name any coach in the league. If you're Mike McCarthy, Mike Vrabel, Brandon Staley, whoever, like if Saturday does well, then what value do you have? Because coaching apparently just doesn't matter at all. Let's uh, get another comment about the Colts team total in the market. Yeah, I like both of those looks, uh, particularly mm-hmm. the team total under 18 and a half. Yeah. I don't really see how they get to four scores um, in this game. So I would, that, that's yeah. improved uh, for me. A final comment. If you believe that Saturday is going to get the best out of this team, you're, bu- you're buying into Jim Ursay? You're buying into what that guy is doing? Did yes. you, that guy? He made he he was the only person that saw the value in bringing in Jeff Saturday with no like yes I agree a hundred percent if you're a coach otherwise you are pulling very hard for this to fail Um, and I think if you're a GM or a team owner or just a football mind you are pulling for this to fail because this is not how this should work it really isn't and yeah yeah, I think you know Ursay Ursay is inspiring zero point zero confidence uh, going forward as far as a steward of a franchise. 
Yeah. Ursay's biggest thing uh, seems to be that Jeff Saturday has no experience in the NFL being a positive. Um, if Jim Ursay is listening, Jim, I, I haven't learned the fear of coaching in the NFL yet. <laughs> either, so if you want to give me a crack, I've enjoyed my transition to MVP, but being head coach of the Indianapolis Colts would be a life experience I couldn't turn down. So uh, <laughs> and I'm also available. All right, let's jump into... Uh, before we jump into Cowboys Packers, just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands this weekend by predicting what will happen in college football, on the PGA Tour, and in the Premier League, where my gunners are surging as second favorites to City for the title. There is also $100,000 up for grabs by guessing the outcome between the Chargers and 49ers in our Sunday Night 7 contest. All right. Let's get to that teased game of Cowboys at Packers. The Cowboys are five-point favorites in Green Bay. The line is, line is bouncing around between five, five and a half. The total is 43. And to me, the most interesting kind of prism to look through this, which I think we've talked about, is that a couple of weeks ago, the Cowboys home to the Bears were 10-point favorites. Mm. Uh, and the Packers right now, five-point dogs at home. So once you factor in home field advantage being worth almost two points it's saying that the Packers and Bears are basically the same team right now which is pretty stunning given that the Packers were uh, effectively double digit favorites over the Bears in week two but that's the state of the Packers right now if the Packers played the Bears neutral field it's probably Packers minus one is it minus one Packers that's about the line so yeah uh, it's all falling apart Rashawn Gary the best defensive player on the Packers. He's torn his ACL. Yep. Romeo Dobbs is out as well, if that matters. Uh, what do you make of this game? I like the way you set it up, but I will tell you that it shouldn't be surprising that the Packers and the Bears are being power rated the same. No, the Bears have got a much better offense. <laughs> much better offense. Much better. Yes, they're operating a, a, they're operating a coherent, uh, effective efficient offense over the last four weeks and the Packers are not uh, the one kind of bright spot that I kind of would point to for the Packers so far this season was on offense has been Aaron Jones and he's getting x-rays on his ankle should be able to play this week according to uh, folks familiar but you know if he's in any way limited um, you know not running routes that's where he's the, you know the most uh, you know able to to make a difference in this game then Packers are going to struggle offensively and you know it feels like the um you know the the lack of leadership from Aaron Rodgers has all is finally coming home to roost he is not getting uh, a ton of um you know uh, he's not shown an ability to really help develop any of these young players and really solve any of the major problems the offensive line has been horrifically poor particularly over the last handful of weeks um and yes they are finally home after an extended difficult road trip that is in some ways shading the market perception of this team right like you have to kind of be aware of what you know what teams have been going through and how that you know is this a buy low kind of opportunity because the packers they went to london they came home and played a, a, a squirrely jets team and then they played three on the road so they had a really like a, a difficult physical five game stretch there if they had come out of that healthy then i would be banging the drum here packers are a buy spot this is the low point the market finally has overreacted but they're not healthy and dallas is coming off of a buy and is absolutely primed to set up for uh coming into the close uh and on a on a heater so dallas Expecting them to get out to an early lead in this game, largely on the basis of I love Dak Prescott's kind of ability to operate within the uh, scripted portion of the offense and the fact that they are 
blocking well and kind of, you know, intent on running balanced offense, which is what has been so super effective in punishing Green Bay defensively this season. Um, this is a great matchup for them to score points early and often, put some pressure on Green Bay and then let their pass rush do the rest. Uh, I would back the Dallas here up to about six. This is one of the handful of sides I see an edge on this week. Uh, and I am largely there because I have, I feel like I have agree with the market rating on the Packers, but I feel like I am higher than market on Dallas. Yep. You talk to any market maker around the NFL and they all say that, that the Cowboys are the team that is most underrated uh, and they're being treated as, you know, the the top of tier two in the NFC behind the Eagles when in reality they're possibly the, the top of tier one um, above the Eagles. So I agree. I would be leaning Cowboys here too. I think with the Packers, the, just the way to think about this is this team just has no no ceiling anymore because the ceiling would have manifested itself at some point over this losing streak where, again, it's not like they've been getting beaten by juggernauts outside of the Bills. They've been losing to the Giants where they just had no control over that game. They couldn't get off the field. They're losing, getting blown out of the Jets who are better than expected but shouldn't be 17th point better than you at Lambeau. Uh, and also the Detroit game, I mean, obviously that was the final nail where that game was designed in a lab for Aaron Rodgers and the offense, <laughs> right? And, uh, and they did not get it right, and it looked worse than ever. Rodgers as well. I don't know up until that game, I don't really know how bad Aaron Rodgers, how badly he was playing. Like, I don't think that, you know, he was playing like a bottom 10 quarterback in the league. I think it was more about the offense more generally and the lack of receiving weapons, but... That Detroit game was on him. There were some horrific throws, most notably the insane uh, end zone interception to Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, that The team, I think, is just broken. They're never going to be able to defend the run. Uh, it's just, it's just, it happens every single week. They just cannot defend the run. Yes, they had some success against Detroit, but uh, I just think generally that there's no hope on that front. You lose Rashawn Gary, your best defensive player. And, uh, and yeah, the, the, the division obviously is gone. The playoffs, are, they're not gone, but they're pretty close to gone. Uh, and yeah, and we're seeing, you know, these two teams came into the season basically neck and neck in NFC power ratings. And now you're seeing mm -hmm. that the market is making the Cowboys basically a touchdown better than the Packers uh, on neutral. Uh, looks like we've got a comment here around a three-team teaser the late afternoon game, uh, plus six, Raiders, Cowboys, and Cardinals, plus 160. See, I can't put the Arizona Cardinals <laughs> into a three-teamer. I love, yeah, look, I love so, the Raiders, the Cowboys, yeah. and the spot, but the Cardinals, I mean, I know you have some thoughts on the Rams, but what do you think of the cards there? There are yeah. three-point dogs. Two I, I, yeah, <clears throat> I bet all three of those sides. I wouldn't screw around with teasers. Uh, especially because now Cowboys and, and Raiders, you're flirting with zero. There's a bunch of dead points there. Um, but uh, Cardinals are interesting to me just because the I'm not sure what the Rams have shown you in any facet of the game to make them anywhere close to an average team, which is where you would have to put them if you're telling me that they are warranted favorite status at home against a Cardinals team that's at you know a little below average. So, um, yeah, Cardinals plus the points for me. Raiders and Cowboys, I laid them. Um, and uh, yeah, I think your point about Aaron Rodgers is fun. Um, he, I don't know if you saw this, but he made a player named Kirby Joseph 
the defensive player of the week last week. <laughs> Kirby Joseph, third round pick out of Illinois out of last year's draft. Um, nice of Aaron Rodgers to give the young man a little boost of confidence in early in his career. So, um, yeah. yeah. Look, anyway. I think to your point about the teaser, yeah, I'd rather probably just parlay all three lines and get six and yeah. a half to one instead of yeah. the plus 160 on the teaser. And what I would say is that when you're looking at teasers, like particularly with a team like the Cardinals, who I think are fairly high variance and that they have disaster potential in any single game, I would rather be taking, I'd rather be riding the upside of them covering the line as opposed to hoping that that kind of mess of a team is going to hang around. And yes, they probably will hang around, but also they have a uh, catastrophe uh, lurking within, within them at all times. Yeah. Uh, so I would just be taking uh, taking the plus three with the cards. Do you all want right. to uh, throw your hat in the ring for the Arizona Cardinals job as well? I think uh, yep. that may be that may be the next vacancy. Absolutely. I'm ready. <laughs> I feel like it wouldn't make that much difference with uh, with Cliff Kingsbury's offense. It seems like if, uh, you can kind of figure out how to run that pretty quickly. There's yeah. not a lot of diversity. You know what? This is a great sign to NFL owners. Jay has no fear. He is yeah. not afraid. No yes. fear at all. That is yeah. the most important qualification for an NFL head coach right now. I have an incredible amount of courage. I don't know much <laughs> about plays, but uh, I don't know if that's does either. And I'm not sure Cliff Kingsbury does either. So, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm available. Sorry, NBC. All right. While I still am working for NBC, don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks for those of you watching on our NBC Sports YouTube channel and for listening to us in podcast form. Don't forget to rate and subscribe us. Uh, from Jay Crash and Drew Dinsick, we'll see you soon. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.